Hello and welcome, everybody, to another episode of Last Week in Quantum. I'm your host, self-proclaimed Silicon Valley marketing genius, Bill Roth. This is the show where we review the week's news in the world of quantum computing and its impacts on the world of cybersecurity, AI, and more. To discuss it with us this week is, of course, Brandon Dennis, Director of Operations, and Eugenia Wilson, Product Manager, calling from an undisclosed location in Hawaii. Welcome to you both. It's Halloween, Bill. Let's do it. It is. Aloha. Aloha, indeed. Welcome to this special Halloween edition where we talk about lots of scary post-quantum computing stories. So lots of articles this week around quantum advancement. I think this is the first week in a long time we haven't had a new like number of qubits articles. I think for our listeners, it's important to understand the, the benefits and limitations of what's going on. There's going to be a ton, a ton of hype around quantum. And what we want to do is strip away the useless stuff and focus on the reality of what's current so that people have a foundation for understanding kind of progress and development. So uh, in that vein, uh, last week, one of the articles came up was from down in Australia. Uh, the Queensland researchers have come up with a bit of a, not a qubit advancement, but sort of a computing infrastructure. Tell us about it, Brandon. Yeah, out of abc.net.au, we have experts from the University of Queensland have made a breakthrough in quantum computing. They've managed to miniaturize a component that is key to getting parts of supercomputers to talk to each other. And Eugenia, I'm happy you're with us today to uh, break that down into layman's terms for us, please. Yeah, I, I'm excited to be here. So what is what's what they've done, this, this component, it's called a circulator. Um, and what circulators are able to do is they make sure that the right signals get to the right place, so to their intended qubits. Um, and they've been able to really shrink the size of a circulator from currently what is a, a matchbox down to smaller than you know, a strand of hair. Um, so over a thousand X smaller. Um, and this is really important um, for, for quite a few reasons. So currently when you look at quantum computers, um, they're, they're about the size of a car. <laughs> and, and that's really big when you, you, know, you look at your home computer or something else, you're like, how, how on earth am, that, is that gonna grow? Or am I gonna use that in you know, my day-to-day -day life in the future? Um, and a lot of the, the infrastructure there is really around the cooling as well. And so by creating these smaller bits, uh, we're not only able to, um, you know, create a smaller footprint, um, and, you know, have space efficiency and as a result, increase our scalability, um, as we try and grow the size of these quantum computers. Uh, but we're also able to reduce the heat generated, um, by these, by these pieces. And as a result, that infrastructure that's needed to cool we need less of that. So we're not only, you know, creating less heat by using these smaller um, technologies, but we also uh, require less energy to be consumed to cool them. Um, so a lot of cool stuff going on. A lot of cool stuff. And in honor of that, I'm wearing my block equation t-shirt, the ideal state for a qubit. This is about as far as I go on Halloween. So uh, great to hear that my friends in qubit land are getting some are getting some play. Hey folks, remember to subscribe to our channel uh, to stay up to date with all things quantum. You can subscribe at the link below uh, or you can also sign up 
for our newsletter on LinkedIn. The next uh, and final story is about post-quantum critical infrastructure. And I think uh, critical infrastructure protection is obviously a big national security uh, play. Tell us a little bit about what was in the news, Brandon. Yeah, RAND.org reports that as part of its ongoing effort to support the security and resilience of critical infrastructure, the National Risk Management Center of Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Tasked, the Homeland Security Operation, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Operational Analysis Center with assessing the quantum computing vulnerabilities affecting the national critical functions. Eugenia, we have to keep our power and our water and all of our critical infrastructure safe. Uh, I know you had a chance to read that article. Any thoughts? Yeah, yeah, quite a few. Um, this was a really interesting one because, you know, I think, you know, jump into the end here almost, there were quite a few takeaways, but two that really stood out to me. Um, you know, there were 55 of these national critical functions uh, that the Department of Homeland Security identified, right? That's quite a few. But the the exciting part was really that well, exciting to exciting for us in the quantum space um, was that one you know all of the national critical functions that they were able to identify um, they clearly stated need to prepare for the PQC transition um, there weren't any areas that you know say oh the threat doesn't apply here it applies to everything from how we generate and distribute our electricity to how we communicate with our national defenses, even to how we handle our waste management and our hazardous waste. It's it's really a part of it all. Um, so that was one of the, the kind of the two key takeaways for me that were really interesting. The other being that, you know, the the Department of Homeland Security, they, they acknowledged that, you know, while it's uncertain when we're gonna get this cryptographically relevant quantum computer, um, it doesn't matter. Some risks, they need to be identified today uh, before an event, because really, you know, there might be little to no margin um, of, you know, time, you know, for once is going to happen. So as well, so we can't delay the adoption to PQC. And what was in here that was interesting was not only, you know, that, you know, we need to do it now, but it's no longer an if we get a, you know, cryptographically relevant quantum computer, it's a when. Um, and we're seeing that language used all across this document. Mm -hmm. um, so that urgency is really coming through. Oh, it sure is. And that always, uh, that plays to uh, the common saying, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not out to get you. So thank you, Eugenia, for uh, providing uh, a lot of light today. You can find everybody the links to the articles mentioned today in the show notes. Uh, and if you want a weekly quantum updates, join our mailing list by visiting our LinkedIn page. That's the LinkedIn page for QSecure, Q-U-S-E-C-U-R-E. That's all for today's show. I'm your host, Bill Roth, self-proclaimed humble marketing genius from Silicon Valley. And with us this week has been, as always, Brandon Dennis, Director of Operations and newcomer, uh, but really out of the gate strong, Eugenia Wilson, Product Manager. Thanks to you both, and we'll see you next week on Last Week in Quantum. 